Welcome to the Reverse Psychology Rewind. This is a bonus episode discussing the recently released new season of Frasier, Episode 5, The Founders Society. If you haven't watched yet, this is uh, going to have some spoilers, so you might want to pause this, watch it, and then come back, or don't. It's fine. I'm Curtis Shack. Joining me is Ryan Sansone. Curtis, I am not prepared. I don't even know what to do with my hands. I just got my golden plume invitation. I don't even know how to handle myself right now. Very Harry Potter, right? Golden plume invitation. Uh, well, I, rich people do weird stuff. We know that, but like this, it it didn't feel like something you'd want to be a part of. I want to know what have you uh, been invited into any weird societies, or do you have a goal to? In college, I was invited to some kind of honor society. But when I looked into it, at first I was very flattered. I was like, "Ooh, an honor society! Isn't this special?" When I looked they into want to it, honor it, me. When I looked into it, it seemed to be like just like they basically give it to everybody, and it's just like a thing to like make you pay dues, and isn't like isn't really a thing. Like it's it's nothing. Well, what was their invitation? What did it look like? It was literally just a piece of paper in the mail with words. It wasn't. It wasn't nice. It wasn't. <laughs> Not formal or special. It was not, it didn't, it didn't get slipped under, slipped under my door. It was nothing magical like that. Would you, uh, so would you be a societal man? Is that, is there an interest? I can see being part of some kind of a a society. I I can see doing that if if the right one came along. (laughs) Just describe your perfect society. I would have a clubhouse for sure. Like there would be a real formal place that you go and see like other interesting people as a 30 some adult i still when i hear the word clubhouse i picture treehouse yeah it would be in a tree okay <laughs> it'd be in a tall tree it'd fit like six people but you have like 12 crammed in there yeah i don't know i feel like uh the, the idea of a society does appeal to me i mean when i watch television shows where people are constantly hanging out with their friends and just like every waking moment they are they are at a friend's house talking to a friend like that that appeals to me that seems like a nice thing but i don't Outside of college, I don't think I ever had that experience of like constantly <laughs> talking to the same people all the time and going on zany adventures. But I'd love that. I feel like a society could provide that. I like when we first see the the weird golden plume, I'm like, this is going to be some freaky, weird magic society. Like, I'm in. Then we get there and it's just people hanging out in a room. I was uh, immediately less involved. We're going to get into it. But this society makes no sense. It makes is no sense. Pointless. Uh, but so what about you? I want to hear your your perfect society you would join. Or or maybe you don't want to be a society. Maybe you want to be a loner. I don't know. No, I want Lone to be wolf like, Ryan. Ooh, sorry, that's not a wolf. That was a ghost. <laughs> uh, no, because I, I want to be like one that has, I want cloaks involved. You know, like where people are just doing, they're, sometimes people walk in all cloaked up. That's about as far as I know. I don't know what you do after like you take the cloaks off. No idea. I'm just interested. Like, reach out to me, society. Show me what you got. Tell me your wares. Are you wearing clothes under the cloak? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm like, whatever the society is doing, I'm Whoa. like, sell me on it. I don't know. I could be naked under a cloak. I know how to do that. That's you know how to do that. Sense. I feel like I'm getting uh, some insight into your fraternity days that I didn't need to know. No, no, we didn't have nearly enough cloaks. I, I pitched it every year. I'd be like, guys, let's do cloaks this year. You were no the guy going, let's get naked, let's get in cloaks. And everyone's like, Ryan. This is, you're being weird. God, we're just trying to hang out in college. Will you relax? I'm like, but cloaks. We can hang out and cloaks. And they're like, none of that. Yeah, it's disappointing we don't get any cloaks in this episode. Not a single cloak. There is armor, which was exciting, but not enough. Yes. Yes. When Alan put on that thing, I was like, this is stupid. But he made such great use of it. When he was like cracking nuts with it, like that was just so much fun. <laughs> and tables. Breaking tables, yeah. Do you, does your head kid say that he really couldn't get out of it? Like, do you think he was playing it up? 
Or do you think he was really stuck? At no point was he stuck in that thing. Because the the way he does it, you can see he closes his fist when he's trying to take it off, which makes it impossible to take off. And for the purposes of the act, like it'd be one thing if the actor was doing that because he had to, but like you can just pretend to try to take it off. You don't have to actually try to take it off. So the it's clearly Alan making that choice to be able to keep it on, even if Frazier tries to take it off. He does do a real reverse OJ, right? Where he's like, ah, I just, I really can't get this thing off. I guess I'm stuck with it the whole party. At the end of the episode, he lies about being locked in a room. So why wouldn't he lie about being locked in a claw? How much do you blame Frazier on this one for not realizing he didn't walk through a door? (laughs) The very second Alan said, we're locked in. I thought to myself, and Frazier's not even going to check the door, is he? He's not even going to check. It's one thing to not check the door. It's another entirely, it's on a whole new level that there was no door. Absolute madness. It is absolute madness. It's crazy that he wouldn't remember there was no door. Because I feel like if you're going into a weird basement, you're going to notice. You're going to remember. Like, he's in a dungeon. Like He's in a wine cellar yeah. dungeon. I think you would be aware of your surroundings enough to remember there was no door. But the idea that he doesn't even look, doesn't even check, is insane. When he knows Alan's a liar, he has no reason to trust this. I know it's an old building, too, but, like, how many doors lock from the outside anymore? We've really gotten away from most of them in society. Well, you gotta figure that would be quite a fire hazard, right? Like... You can be locked into a room. It's rich people. Like maybe they have one of those. Like they just paid off the fire people. But it it seems like a real stretch. It's got to be a Harvard thing because they also uh, last episode had David locked over the weekend in a library. (laughs) That's interesting. Well, you can you can. No, you can't get locked into buildings. It's just not happening. No. There, there isn't a ton to talk about in the actual societal effort, other than Olivia actually knows Latin. It's weird that they assume she doesn't. It's also weird that all three of them do. Like Alan and Fraser had the same schooling, and they, they had schooling in Oxford. So I could see Latin being a thing they learned, that they still know it that well, that they can speak it like it's a language and not just like they remember certain yeah. words. That is crazy. It's, it is crazier that Olivia knows it. And it wasn't surprising that the twist was she did know it. But it was fun. I loved it. I thought it was great to see her get one over on them. That was fun. (laughs) And the way she pawns them off on that waiter, like that was that was very fun for me. That waiter was a hoot. I don't appreciate that you called him the waiter. You mean the star of the show, Kevin? Can I get you a drink? (laughs) We should be getting you a drink. Where's that damn waiter? I don't know. Where is he? <laughs> Loves Kevin. I was really hoping that the, the scrambled egg scene was going to be them getting high with Kevin. God, or at least Alan. Alan would have got high. At least Alan, yes. Alan and Kevin. I think that, that would have worked great. Great scrambled egg scene. Well, no, it would make sense because Frazier did accept at the end, right? So Fr- Frazier and Olivia end up getting the nod. Yes. When Frazier is asked to join the, the thing, uh, the president or whoever's in charge of the society, apparently they can just decide who's in and out on a whim there's not really a formal process like we see earlier them like taking notes at a party like (laughs) deciding who to include and not include and then they're not even consulted the the guy is just like we want we want fraser i haven't even (laughs) met him but i want fraser in this thing um but i love that he comes down and is like hey um fraser i've been trying to speak to you all night do you want to join our group you do Okay, bye. I'm not going to talk anymore. I'm just going to leave. I was so interested in inviting you, but uh, I'm out. Well, he's got places to be. He's the president of a society or whatever. 
whatever the hell they do. Councilman? Supreme leader? I don't know what the, the titles are. It matters. We're never going to see this group again, right? This is never going to have, have any impact on the rest of the series. There is a 12% chance that they do a society episode where Frazier makes a buffoon of himself. But uh, if they don't, we're never seeing any of these yeah. people. I would be very surprised if any of these characters show up or even this set. Oh, yeah. The set's definitely not. It'll be redressed up. as a furniture store for sure. <laughs> You have to do the thing where you say, go watch our, our real episodes. Yes, yes. If you want to know why that's funny, you should go back and watch our review of uh, season 11, The Babysitter. I think it's episode four. It's actually fun. It really it comes. Were you surprised that the scotch was bad? There's actually a lot of bits about that that make no sense. Yeah. Why is your fancy scotch up very high, unreachably high? Sitting in a windowsill. Okay, but I will I will approve of that because it gives Alan an opportunity to be the coolest guy in the room and just knock it over with a like a sword. I think he finds this is this is a maneuver. It, it is funny. It lands well. Thankfully, the bottle lands well. But it this he's playing a high wire act. And the only reason he really wants to be here is this drink, and he uh, he's fast and loose. With Very it. fast and loose. And by the way, if you. We're going to do a move like that. Would you want the guy catching it to be Fraser Crane? <laughs> Absolutely not. This is a guy who's not even sure if he walked through a door two minutes ago. <laughs> We've seen him on multiple occasions fail at regular objects, including a jack-in-the-box. He's now catching a scotch. I yeah. don't think so. Yeah. At least for where we're at in the Upside Down, I think this is the first time we've seen him catch anything. We know his bloodline can't catch a banana. Yeah, no, it's it's true. But, you know, it's just... it. It endears Alan even more to me because A, he trusts Frazier even though he shouldn't. And he succeeds <laughs> even though he shouldn't. This is great. Yeah, fair enough. Whatever the drink was. Did it need to be bad? I'm not sure. What? Did, why did we benefit This is that? another example of the show running long. Like this was a joke. Oh, they'll get this thing they've been waiting for and it'll be bad. And that's funny. Like it's not that funny. You could have cut that line and just not bothered with it. Like there's just... Like, there's always extra in these episodes that doesn't add anything and isn't that funny and would just be tighter if it wasn't there. This is, for some reason, the emotional scene. But also, like, Alan's being funny. Frazier's got his funny bits. Like, it, it's a genu- generally good scene. You, there's no reason to throw that crap in there. Exactly. Yeah, I'm saying it would be better without it. And and you're right. This is the emotional scene. And I was a little sad about this because, A, I, I didn't think this was a very substantial scene in terms of, like, the, the touching part. I think this episode was better at the funny than at the touching stuff. And I just don't think we need it every episode. Have some episodes that are just fun. Yes. I know we only have 10 episodes, but yeah, not all of them have to have the emotional bit. It's like every scene needs to have the title card. No, they do it sparingly. It doesn't need to be done every single scene. You don't need every episode to have a touching moment. And uh, David doesn't need to be there. Those are the things. Should we talk about David and uh, yeah, let's uh, guy? What the hell? David and David, Freddy? even Freddie have their own subplot this episode. Yeah, and when they first sit down and they, you see that it's going to be them. It's like, oh, this is going to be a real bummer of a scene. And it starts out, it's it's really a bummer. Like it starts out as bad as you expect. We were talking about the, the bad scotch earlier. There's also uh, some champagne in this uh, first early scene. Um, Fraser is celebrating the fact that he's got an invite to this society, and he's pouring champagne for everybody. It's red, though. 
Have you ever seen red champagne? I was very thrown off on what kind of champagne this was. That's Harvard champagne. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I, I, I don't think that exists. I don't know. I don't drink nearly enough champers, though. So if, if you have some red champagne, send it out to us. I'll try it. We will happily drink any anything you send us, food or drink. We will eat it without questioning it. I will validate if it's real food, but yeah, a real drink, but pretty much anything down the hatch. So anyway, yeah. So in, in this scene, we've got uh, David showing up. Again, sort of unclear why. Very, very. Very unclear why. He's, he's asking Freddy for the right to ask out Eve. This made no sense, like, for all of the reasons that Freddy lays out. You're a teenager. She's almost 30. Her boyfriend died barely a year ago. She has a baby you're not even allowed to hold. A baby I'm afraid to hold. And then the next scene that we get into, like, he has no ability with women. Why is he so confident here? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. The only thing I can think is... Eve at this point is a woman he knows. Like he has some level of familiarity with her. And I think the idea of him uh, talking to like girls his age that he doesn't know at all, I'm sure that is insurmountable for him. Oh, I mean, have we seen them interact yet? This is, I think this is the first real moment that they've had together. I know he's been in her apartment before, but yeah, I'm, they have not had much interaction. I don't think they've gotten a lot of screen time together, but they have been in the same scene. Well, actually, and let's talk about this timeline. How long exactly has this revival been going? Because it's coming out week a, to week. That's a really good, really good. It's question. coming out to week to like in in classic Frasier era. Like they they treated a week as a week. Every episode was roughly one week from the last, and you kind of followed the course of a year in every season. But on this show, we're five episodes in, which is maybe five weeks in, and they already have heard all of their stories. They're, they've hung out with Alan so much that they've heard all of Alan's stories. <laughs> like, what is happening that they've spent that much time? I, I don't think there's been a scene with Alan and Freddie other than maybe the first episode where he invaded the dinner party and hid in the kitchen. Like, uh, I'm I'm confused as to how they are that like over the same stories they've heard over and over again. Yeah, you mentioned you've never hung out with like other than college a group of like friends like that. Even this is yeah, really tangential people with like you have to assume that that the core six of the show are just they're just hanging out all the time for no reason. Like none of them have other friends. Well, and on a sh- on, on a show like Frasier, like that we see Roz interact with Daphne. We see like they they do seem they have a, a hangout place they go to uh, the coffee shop. So it seems like they're constantly interacting with these people and would become friends and get to know each other. Um, but at this point in the show, like. Alan's a random professor and Freddie's a firefighter and David is a student. Like realistically, they obviously are connected through Frasier, but how often are they going to be in the same room together having genuine conversation? Well, I thought it was, it was even weird in this scene when Eve's like, Eve's really up to date on their plan to get into the society, which was weird. Yeah. It's like, why are, why are you so involved? Why are you guys all so involved in each other? very strange none of you should be talking with each other except for really fraser and and alan well and annoyingly probably next week we're gonna get another freddie is annoyed that fraser doesn't want to hang out with an episode like like you clearly spent too much time with fraser at this point we had a nice reprieve of that this week though. i will That's give true. them credit there we we didn't hit uh, most of the beats that we hit in the past four episodes there's some new territory so that's, is, that, that's a good point yes and it, it felt refreshing. Like, I thought the bit where they kept all finishing the stories, I thought that was really stupid. 
but at least we didn't hit the same themes that we were doing in the past. hundred um, percent. Well, getting back to the David storyline. So it's all very strange that he's showing up for this plot, but now that we're in it, uh, when he goes out, it's, it's one of those very strange uh, Frasier things where we can hear Eve's dialogue from the hallway, but we can't hear his. And mostly she's <laughs> just repeating what he's saying to her. <laughs> what? Are you serious? <laughs> he cleared you for takeoff? At first, it was like, that is a strange and odd trope. Like, I, that doesn't really work. It doesn't logistically work. But then I imagine my headcanon is, David is so nervous talking to a girl that he's whispering to her. And that's why we can't hear his dialogue. And that made it way funnier. Oh, that is funny. Well, and I actually think that the, the next thing that they do, that whole bit with the, the whistle, I thought that was great. It was the best use of the three worst characters that we could have possibly gotten. Absolutely. Well, and the whistle thing, I feel like the whistle thing is a better version of what we've gotten a few times, which is where they just sort of beat a dead horse of repeating a joke or doing versions of a joke. Like that one was actually kind of funny. I, I thought the best version was when uh, Freddie says, what did you do? And David's reaction is to get down on one knee to ask her on a date. <laughs> that was, I thought that was genuinely funny. I thought the whole scene, I th- most of the jokes landed really well here. And I, the format landed well. The whistle wasn't annoying, which I feel like it should be. Like, you're you're doing the, the improv bit, but I thought it went really the well. The only part that annoyed me about the whistle was Freddie's supposed to be teaching him how to talk to women. And instead of teaching him anything, he's just making him guess over and over again until he guesses right. <laughs> just... He's correcting the bad instincts. Which is fair. Disagree entirely. Okay. In fact, we, we know it works. <laughs> yes. What did you think, if we're going to jump ahead to the end, when he's at the bar and he meets the girl, what did you think of, of that? Yeah, it was it was interesting. I, it was mostly a whatever bit. The Her bringing back, the, doing a callback to Milady was great. thought that was really funny. Yes, that was funny. I, I It was a little bit overly convenient that the very first girl he meets is a, a girl version of him. Um, you know, that's a little ridiculous, but I think what sells it for me and why I will forgive that is at the end, he apologizes because he doesn't think he's going to pick up a girl because instead he met a friend <laughs> like that is great to me. Like, I love his that he's that oblivious. Yeah, I, I like that as well. I, I hope we get her in another episode. I'd say I'd put it at 50 50. We get her in the next step. Yeah, I, I see. I, I'm worried the show is going to be like, okay, that was a joke. That wasn't a character. And they're just going to abandon it. But I think uh, if, this, if this revival has any hope of actually having anything worthwhile, I think they've got to follow those threads and, and bring those people back. And I think she'll make David a more interesting character than he is on his own. I'm I'm worried though that they'll do the the two Davids will be super annoying. Like one David's already really annoying. If they don't do the storyline right, two Davids will be just the worst, almost unwatchable. Well, I think part of the problem is he, he he feels like a character out of a different show. So like he's he's just kind of in the way of the Frasier story. Whereas when he has a foil of some kind, you know, I think that's why that other scene works well though. Is that you got the three non Frasier feeling people all hanging out. Like it, it didn't really feel like a Frasier scene, but it worked fine because you, you're not standing it up next to Frasier bits. I agree. Yeah. And we get um, the trio of Olivia and Alan and Frasier for the other 
storyline. And I think they also work better as a group than intermingling them with the youngs. Yeah, without them. Yeah, I agree. I like having the olds and the youngs. <laughs> yes. Olivia feels much more tolerable not around the other, the, the youngs. Yeah. Her character trait seems to be competitiveness. And we've given her another opportunity to be competitive about something that is reasonable to be competitive about. Well, and she wasn't, she wasn't hammy about it like she's been in the past. Yeah. Like, it was a reasonable thing. It was a reasonable effort. She played it, you know, coyly. Like, it was, it was good. I like her as underhand. Yes. I feel like episode two, Olivia, would have called them out as, you know, conspiring against her. Like, she would have just been like, I, know, I speak Latin. I know what you're doing. But in this episode, yeah, she, just, really offensive. she just really lets it happen and just makes a plan to undercut them. And it's, it's glorious. Works great, yeah. Plays great, works great. The plan works, the jokes work. I love it. Uh, I want to get back to the waiter. I want to get back to Kevin. Is that his name? Stop calling him the waiter. Jeez, it's Kevin. Kevin. He's a man of dignity. I'm just here to serve people. <laughs> Such a noble way of looking at it. That's what I keep trying to tell my mom. The actor who played him did such a great job because his performance choice was so unusual. Like the way he delivered lines <laughs> was so strange, but not in a like bad acting way, more in a just like, who is this guy? And that works as like an eccentric founder society president or just like a, a waiter who's been working there too long. What, who does not have any waiter tact at all. He's just over that. Hey, listen, if you guys want to get high later, just let me know. It was a good time. I loved, I, I did love it. I, the only thing I don't get is how wasn't, why wasn't he working more? How wasn't someone mad at him? Does he own the company? Like where was his boss? I mean, the best part is he's an older guy. So, like, he's this weird, irresponsible guy who gets distracted easily and asks, like, members of this group or, or like, guests at this group if they want to get high with him. Well, but he's he's sitting down having, like, a drink with them. Yeah. Which is crazy. That is a crazy thing to do, no matter how long you've been in the waitering game. Do waiters at Harvard get tenure? Is that what we're seeing here? Oh, maybe. He's a tenured waiter. <laughs> at the end, that is kind of what it felt like. <laughs> okay, re- weird character trait. As much as I loved Olivia in this episode, why is she so obsessed with going ice skating with Helen? Yeah, I was wondering about that, too. It's a strange thing. So it's such a weird thing. She's like, I finally got an ice skating partner. <laughs> it's what? one of those things that's like, it, it's kind of out of left field. It's this trait that doesn't make a lot of sense where it would have come from. It's not been referenced before. I have a feeling we're never going to hear about it again. They just decided she's really into ice skating and she's in, incapable of getting anybody to go with her. Very strange. Why is she so bad at talking to other humans? That's the part, like... She seems sociable enough. I don't get it. She's still a bit of a mystery, but she's grown on me when they give her... I don't think they've given her great stuff, but they've at least inserted her into storylines that are less awkward. She feels less like that the CBS actor we felt like she was in the first episode. Yeah. She's she's warming up to the Frasier set, I feel like. I think so. Do you remember with the tossed salad and scrambled eggs? Because I didn't take any notes again about that scene, and I don't re- I can't even remember what it was. Yeah, Alan has the, the glove off, and then he goes to put on the helmet and then does the classic run into the doorframe with the helmet. Oh, boy. Which, I do... It's stupid, but I, I, I do like that as a bit for Alan, where he's just like, oh, I don't give a fuck that this is an old artifact. I am putting this on. I like that this is a society that has all these old 
important artifacts just lying around and they give no shits about it. They're just like, yeah, he can touch it. Like nobody cares. Why was no one alarmed that the the gauntlet was missing for the whole thing? They've got such a, a prestigious, probably very expensive, very ancient bottle of scotch. And they don't even have a door to the room it's in. <laughs> well, then they know it tastes like ass. <laughs> they, they've all, that's like the initiation ceremony. You have to taste. The, they probably replaced it so many times with like weird shit. Yeah, it's just malort. <laughs> well, Ryan, uh, was this episode for you good, bad, or ugly? This episode is definitely good. Uh, I think now that we see what they can do, I gave last episode a good. I will definitely downgrade that. I called it kind of unclear. I think I'll give that one a bad. This one, this is good. I This is a very watchable show. Uh, I don't know if it's sustainable, but it, it's not as good as Frasier that we've seen in the Upside Down, but it, it this is good. This is a watchable thing. I've, I'm watching worse stuff in my streaming repertoire right now yeah, oh, than this that's episode. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, especially if you're comparing this to the rest of what we've seen of this series, if we're just comparing it against itself, I, I agree. This has got to be, this is my favorite episode. In my notes, so what I wrote was that I really want to call it good. I w- was a little hesitant. I was leaning towards ugly because I just felt like there were things that, uh, that weren't great. It's still not a slam dunk show. It's not... Perfect. It's still got a lot of no. fluff that doesn't need to be there, a lot of uh, kinks to work out. But uh, overall, I really want to like it. And 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 having talked about it with you and seeing how much we had, we didn't have a lot to bitch about. And um, we had a lot we wanted to highlight. So I agree with you. I think this is definitely good. It's, I, I think ugly would be unfair. I thought this was the cleanest of the episodes as well. Like there was some... There's obviously stupid bits like with her like liking ice skating, but like for the most part, I thought it flowed and made sense for an episode and story. And the the one thing that we're not getting from this episode, Frazier used to like to build to the big scene, and we didn't really get the big scene. In fact, it's it's a really small scale. Like it's just Alan and Frazier in a basement dungeon, which I like. I I don't want every episode to be too big because you can't sustain that. It's nice to have some small ones. Yeah, but we haven't had any good. We haven't had any good building to the big scene. Like they did the one episode where they recreated his set. That was like their best shot so far at doing that kind of big scene. Yeah. Hilarious build. And that just didn't land very well. Yeah, that's true. So they don't, they've yet, they've yet to show that punch, but I thought this episode was, was good. Yeah. If this was the first episode, I would have been very excited for the next nine. Well, and I've said this before, I, I feel like the, the, the stuff that doesn't make a lot of sense, the stuff that is, unrealistic or or wouldn't happen in real life, I will always forgive that stuff if it's funny, if it's worthwhile. And this episode was probably as guilty as the other episodes this season as not really making a ton of sense. But this one, the jokes hit way better for me. So I I think it's worth forgiving. Like, why is David here? I don't know how we're going to ever, like, why is David here is going to be the problem almost every time. Even when he was in Fraser's class, you almost had to take a minute and be like, why are you here? Okay, you're a freshman. This is a freshman class. Fine, I'll tolerate just that. Every other time he showed up, you're like, why are you here? They kind of do it in this episode with Freddie. Freddie kind of asked that question, why are you here? And I think if they played that up more, if his like random insertions into the story where he doesn't make sense, if they made a bigger deal about like the joke of David being that he's constantly showing up and nobody knows why, I feel like that could be funnier. 
Um, but they haven't quite like they, they're still treating it like he's a character in the show and not like an outsider that keeps inserting himself, which I think would be funnier. Yeah, I agree. I, I hope they call that out more. I hope Frazier starts calling it out. That'd be good. Yeah, it would be great if Frazier specifically is just like over this nephew. <laughs> just like, get out of my life. You should be. Well, uh, I hope you also enjoyed uh, listening to this episode of our podcast. Uh, next week, we're going to be back with another bonus episode with episode six. You can do it for us. Thanks to Kevin McLeod for our you to t- You're supposed to tell people to like tell us how you felt about it or whatever. Oh, you want that audience engagement? Yeah, we want. I think we want audience engagement. I mean, I don't hear from you, but Ryan does. So send it to just me at reversepsychpod at gmail.com or hit us up on some uh, Twitter, TikTok, X, Geo. GeoCities? Dashing, um, GeoCities. We've got. We've got a MySpace, um, a Friendster. Search us on uh, the, the Metaverse. Everywhere on the internet at Reverse Psych Pod. Hit us up. Tell us what you think. And uh, don't don't uh, sleep on our Season 10 reviews coming out now. They're uh, even more involved and elaborate than, than this and arguably funny. <laughs> we put more thought into those, believe it or not. Shocking, but true. Anyway, see ya. See ya. See <laughs> ya.